Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yes, sir. What's up, man? You already know what time it is. Your boy, Jay Hill. Mr. Jay Hill Podcast. We're going to build a special guest here. Um, this guy, uh, no stranger to the industry, no stranger to the music game. Uh, just dropped the book, um, 10 Artist Commandments. Yes, sir. Mr. J.R. McKee is in here. Yes, sir. I pronounced it right? You did. You I did. Ain't gonna, you I'll be, I, I, as much as like research I did for this, yeah. I was like, man, I hope I don't slaughter the name. <laughs> nah, you, did, you did it perfect, man. I, I mean, people mess it up from time to time. It don't mean nothing. Okay. It's all good. So we actually met before. Yes, uh, maybe like three, four months ago. It was no, that was like a year ago. We put an album out in October, so jam that, that was a like year, a year ago. ago. Dang, yeah, bro, time yeah. fly. Yeah, so yeah. He, he actually brought um, uh, La Russell to my yeah. old studio, which was somebody that I really, really wanted to interview. So I really appreciate that. No, no um, doubt, bro. What's the relationship with you guys? Because I see you, you always yeah. talking about you quoted them a, a lot a of times in the book. book. Yeah. yeah. So, so LaRussell was somebody that, you know, I came across on Instagram, I guess if that was October, I came across him early 2022, mm -hmm. maybe like March 2022, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, this dude is incredible. You know what I mean? He's amazing. So I, I DM'd him, I want to say three months straight. Like I was leaving the comment, yo, check your DM. Like mm -hmm. I was, I was doing everything to, just to, you know, get in contact with him because he was blowing up. You know what I mean? But I, I wasn't hitting him because he was blowing up. I hit him because we were talking about the same things. Mm -hmm. Like, we were aligned on our strategy and our and the way we want to approach the music business. You know what I mean? So I was just, you know, I was like, man, this kid is exactly the type of artist I want to work with. Um, and so I eventually, um, well, actually, eventually he got in touch with me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I make content as well, just educating artists. And so eventually he came across my content and reached out to me. And I'm like, duh, I've been trying to get at you for months. Um, so long story short, we ended up connecting. Man, we talked a lot, man, probably for about two, three months. And we finally were able to come to a deal uh, for us to distribute his album. I own a distribution company. Mm -hmm. And so we finally were able to come to a deal to distribute his album. Um, and so I met you in that album cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, we were we were promoting this new album. And so that's the, you know, I, I got to come across your podcast um, and everything you're doing, man. And, and same situation where it, it aligns. You know what I mean? What you're doing is amazing. So. You know, we got to meet that way. Yo, how do you negotiate a deal with somebody like that? Somebody so prolific, man. I, honestly. Well, not even prolific, though. Yeah. Somebody who was, like, super independent. I mean, prolific is the word, yeah. right? But just for the, so the people can know. Super independent, but know their stuff, right? Right. Like, when you look at them, you would think that this person, I don't want to say got it, go, all yeah. going, got it all figured out, but he knows he can't yeah. really just sign anything. Yeah. So when you, when you say... I was able to sign a deal to get to distribute his project. That's yeah. really a big deal, especially somebody like him, somebody like a Russ, somebody like these type of people where right, they're right. not just going for anything. Right. Well, first as you start off, you got to bring something to the table, mm. right? You know, um, I have my expertise. I have me and my team, we're, we're really good at building artist brands. You know what I mean? We're really good at spreading the artist's name and, and, and kind of uh, forcing them into being, you know, a part of the culture. Um, and so we brought a lot to the table, but I think it really, it went back to we aligned, mm -hmm. you know, most people's problems with the music business is they don't feel like you understand them. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like you understand what they're going for and what they're trying to do. And so that we spent, 
you know, two plus months just getting that understanding like, hey, JR, this is what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? How can you help me do this? Mm. And so we we talked about that, man. I, I went out to his house. I kicked it with him and the family. And we just got to the point where where we said, okay, we align. We know we're going after the same thing. JR, I know you and your team had expertise. I've seen you do it. Because that's another thing. Like people are scared to sign a deal with somebody who are just selling them dreams. Mm. You know what I mean? Luckily for me, I had things that I had done right then and there that he could look at and say, okay, I watched you do this. Mm. I know that you can do what you say you're doing. You're not selling me a dream. Um, and so, and then at the end of it, it just came down to La Russell, what numbers make sense for you? Cause it's a partnership. It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, most people in their, their ideal dream, people are throwing dollars at them and, you know what I mean? And, you know, vying for their business. It, it wasn't that sort of situation. It was like, how can this partnership make sense for both of us? Mm. JR, I know you need to make a profit for bringing this expertise. LaRusso, I know you are, you've you already built something, so I can't, I can't offer you anything that... Less than... Exactly. It, it, like, it has to, I have to honor what you've built mm. um, and understand that. And so we were able to just work through it and create a partnership that worked for both of us. Yo, how so? How hard is it working for somebody like that? Well, working with somebody, with somebody like that, because like they have their yeah. idea of success. Yeah. You have yours, and like you said, it is a, it is a partnership. But most times in these situations, when you have an expertise in something, it's like, bro, let me handle what I know. What I do, but it's like I do this too, right? right? Exactly, because I mean, the person wisely so. They don't want to change what they what they're doing because what they're doing got them there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But sometimes you got to understand it got you to this level. This level I'm trying to go to, you're going to have to do something different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so just, you have to have that understanding. Um, but with La Russell, man, as long as you can explain it, he'll do it. Mm. It's, it's when it's when you can't. We're we're logical thinkers. You know what I mean? Most men are right. Mm -hmm. And so if you can logically break down. I'm doing this because it's going to get this result. That's all it took for him. Mm. Listen, LaRussell, we want to put you on these blogs and we want to spend this amount of money that you're not used to spending because these are the results that we're going to get from it. And that's what we did. Mm. And so it was just a, a simple, you have to have a result attached to the reasoning for doing this. And we, again, were able to show him without even working with him, we get these results. And so it's just a matter of, LaRussell, this is how we get these results. Um, are you down with that? Yes, I am. That's pretty much how I went. Okay, so if if we let's say a random artist because I don't want to put his numbers out there, right? Yeah. What what's an, uh, the average amount that you're spending on, like a budget that you're spending on these platforms or whatever that yeah. the artist might not be used to? Like, what's the average number that you put that y'all spending? <sighs> so and is it the artist personally or y'all both coming together to put this number together? No. Well, in, in the way that I do my deals, we we do all the money. Like, we spend all the money. So, okay. you, as the artist, you don't have to spend any money on, on this side of it. There, there are things you have to spend money on, but when it comes to the marketing and things like that, that's handled by us. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could get, it could get, you know, it changes from time to time. Like, in, in that moment with LaRussell, we probably were spending, you know, 8000 a week. On, on blogs like making sure he was on all of these different blogs right in that moment but in today's time the end of 2023 we wouldn't have to do that mm. because our, the algorithm on instagram has changed and so the the reason you want to work with somebody like us is because we're doing it every day so when these things change we're aware of those changes because we're sitting here watching over it hovering over it you know i would never spend eight thousand a week on the blogs today because the algorithm where the algorithm works today the same the the reason I was putting you on that blog is because they had a reach. Well, now I can get that reach on my own page. So now my artists that we're pushing right now, Manny Wells, 
I think this week alone. From Maryland, right? Uh, yes, from, from Maryland, right? Yeah. This week alone, he's had three posts hit a million plus views. That's what I was paying for back then when I was working. With, I was paying that 8K to get that type of reach. But now I'm getting it for free mm. because the algorithm has changed. And so you just had to be on top of these changes and aware of what's going on. So, But now, instead of spending money on the blogs, I'm spending money on ads. So every one of those posts that get a million views, I'll go and I'll back it. I'll put a thousand dollars to spread it from to take it from one million to one point two five. You know what I mean? Because it's gonna it's organic reach is gonna slow down eventually. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to keep reaching. So when it starts to slow down, boom, put a thousand behind it. Make sure it go a little bit further. More people see it. Talk you about know? that though. Well, shit, you got, you going too fast? Shit. <laughs> it's so, it's, no, it's dope. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I just gotta remember. All right. So the first question I wanted to ask you mm -hmm. is. When you putting that money into the marketing, I mean, we yeah. hear about these deals and we always talk about this 360 so much. Yeah. Does the artist have to pay that back or you take that, that up top? No, they have to recoup it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for us, we, we're not doing, you know, 360 deals or anything like that. Like, that's why we call ourselves distributions and not labels. But just because of the stigmatism that you have on a title label. But isn't that a, I mean... It's really... A 360 is just paying your money back, no? Well, a 360 means I get my money back from different sources. So instead of just only getting my money back from the music sales, I'm involved in merch. I'm involved in touring. I'm involved in sync. But that I'm involved sounds in, fair. I'm, in, I'm involved in basically everything concerning the artist to make sure that I get, I get my, my money. money back. Yes. That but sounds it, fair, though, no? It. I mean, I never said it, it wasn't fair, but artists look at it as, you know, you didn't build this, so you shouldn't participate in this. Okay. And so that's, that's just the way the reason 360 has got a bad rap. Um, but you know, that's, that's a, a definitely a different subject because to me, there is no such thing as a, a bad deal. The reason I say that, the reason I say there's no such thing as a bad deal, the only, the only thing way I would see a bad deal is if you can't get out of it. And so, and that's not about the deal itself on paper. That's about who you signed to, mm. because it doesn't matter what the paper says. If the person says, okay, you know what, let's do this. You know what I mean? There are things in La Russell deal that we did above and beyond because you're dealing with the right person. Mm. So a lot of times what's on the contract, it matters tremendously. Yes, don't get me wrong, but it's about who you do the deal with. Mm. And so to me, the only bad deal is a deal that the person won't let you out of. Okay. Now back, you were saying, I'm sorry, I, I ain't mean to go on a tangent, but you were saying basically, yeah, they had to recoup the mute. Uh, yeah. The, the so, money. so any, any people that we, any, any person really much that does any deal is going to have to recoup that money before they see any money. So, for example, if I give you $100,000 and I spend 100000 on marketing, that's 200000 right? And the the music has only made back 50000 you don't see any money from that music until we hit that 200000 mark, and then you get to split that whatever we agreed on. Mm. So after we hit 200000 now we get, um, you know, the next 100000 if we're doing it 50-50, you get 50000 I get 50000 That makes sense. Like, it's yeah. like business. Yeah, it is business. Yeah, so, so all right, now, one thing that you touched on that I think is super important is mm -hmm. when you're putting these this this money in the marketing budget or, let's say, in ads, right, it's you're, you, you said something that was important that most people probably look over. You putting the money in to the things that already showed that it was going exactly. to be successful. Exactly. That's You caught that, and that's why you're successful. Mm. Because that's the way it has to work in today's age. People spend money on what they believe is going to be successful, but it's foolish because you literally get instant feedback on social media. Everything has analytics. Everything has data. You don't have to spend the money beforehand. You, now you spend the money afterhand. Oh, it's working? Back it. Yep. You know what I mean? Versus I believe in this because truth of the matter is, 
even though you can have the best gut instinct, you could be the wisest person, you're never going to get it 100% right. And so why even risk it? You know what I mean? I think you said this in, he got my phone with my notes. It was either chapter five or six when you was basically saying, um, don't invest in your feelings. And I'm summarizing, yeah. not yeah, I know invest in the numbers, not your feelings. Basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, you invest you invest in the data, yeah, the data not yep. your gut. Yep. You know what I mean? The data will the data is your roadmap. The data is people. Like people hear the word data and they get lost in the fact that these are human beings. The data comes from human beings. Mm. The human beings are telling you what they like. That's what analytics are. You're literally reading how humans feel. Mm. And so when I'm looking at your stream and numbers, I'm looking at how people feel about you. I can look at the skip rate, like, oh, they, they don't like this song. They're skipping it really fast. You know what I mean? I can look at the the uh, the save rate. The save rate means they really like this song. Mm. This is analytics, but you know what it is? The truth behind that is how people feel. And so I'm going to look at how people feel, and that's where I'm going to spend my money. If they're really loving something, I'll spend my money there. If they're not loving it, all that tells me is, okay, I need to I need to back away from doing this type of content and try this type of content. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about when yeah. it came to that quote specifically. Sometimes we see this all the time. Like sometimes the things that we create, it is not our favorite, mm-hmm. but it's very it's really successful, successful right? But you yeah. also talked about like identity in a book as well, yeah. right? Like some like for example, because I'm I can't get the exact words. Like me, when I promote yeah. my my clips, I promote things that I know want to get your attention. Yeah, but to be right. honest. That's not what I really want to be known for. But now it conflicts with like my niche, right? Yeah. Because on YouTube, or if you watch the whole, if you watch the whole interview, you understand Jay is this type of person. But if you see the clips, you would think something right. You think something different so because when, the clips are tantalizing. Yeah, the clips are to meant get to you. get your attention. Yeah, yeah but it, I was trying to understand where do we draw the line because you said invest in the in in the data, right? Yeah. But sometimes the data is screwed because like that. I'm just doing that to get I, your attention. I, I got you. This this is sort of like um, understanding. How you will work this is the difference between short form and long form. Short form content is meant to get them in the door. Long form content is meant to build retention. Mm-hmm. So you so the it's almost like a single versus an album. These these short form content, this is a single. I don't want to rap about WAP, but the only way to get you to listen to my album where I tell you, like let's say E, for example. What what was the song where she talked about uh people, you know, domestic violence? Well, in order to get you to hear this domestic violence song, I got to give you this Rough Riders anthem. You get what I'm saying? Like medicine and the candy, almost. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you 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 use your long form, your full podcast to show who you are and what you stand for, right? Mm. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that in your short form. You should too, but you're getting them in the door to be able to understand. Okay, this is the full of me. The long form body, the long form content. That's your retention. Mm. You use short form to get their attention, and you use long form to keep their to gain the retention to keep them. You know what I mean? So that's that's the way I would I would play that. Um, for example, I got I got a, a a good example. I mean, Manny Wells, we're using these live clips because they're really working on social media, right? But when we put out his album, it's not going to be live. It's going to be the actual yeah, music. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's cool. There, the the live clips are working tremendously well. That's bringing them into our world. But once we get them in our world, we'll give them what we really do. And it's kind of like I think you talk about this in the book too. How Rod Wave had the um the song, mm-hmm. he did the remix, and it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't. Well, he would, it didn't do what y'all what which you, what well, he would wanted to do, right? But then he did that live joint, right? And, and it, it took off. It yeah. took off, man. Yeah, I mean, you you 
the thing, uh, and this goes back to just the the analytics and not following your your gut and following that. You you don't know what's going to work. Mm. You know what I mean? The music business, I, all life, life period is trial and error. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when you're in that trial and error process, the people who the people who do the best in life are the people who learn from their mistakes. They they don't keep repeating cycles. They're not living the same year over and over, right? Mm. Music business, trial and error. You're not making the same content over and over. You're learning and growing as you go. But the thing is, it got so easy to learn because of the analytics. Mm. Now, the minute I put something out, you know, if I give it 25 minutes, I'm going to know whether it's going to be successful or not. I'm going to know how people feel about it. And that's going to tell me, okay, do more of this. You know what I mean? And so now my my trial and error is almost, you know, cut by 99%. But Because uh, YouTube kind of messing the game up. Mm-hmm. With the with the shorts, okay. So that's not necessarily true when we talking about shorts, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe this is from a content correct, but this is like this is a great conversation. I like yeah. On on YouTube Shorts, right? You might post a, a short in the first month and it don't do nothing. nothing. The and next yeah. month it go crazy, and that can happen on Instagram too. Like mm. you know, we're we're dealing with the algorithms. You know what I mean? Right. We're dealing with the algorithms. I, I've had posts, you know. I remember, like, I had posted, I, like, I came back and had, like, 19 likes. I'm like, Pfft. you know what I mean? But then, like, <laughs> the two, the yeah, like <laughs> two weeks later, it took off, you know, like, uh, not a lot, but, like, 20,000 likes, which yeah. is a lot. But still, it's not like, you know, we got posts that got 300,000 likes, 800,000 likes. But it's all, like, 20,000 likes. And I'm like, bro, like, what are you telling me right now? <laughs> what, yeah. Like, what are you saying? So, so you can't control the algorithm, but in general... You you get the feedback pretty pretty yeah. instant, especially you know I mean? in the beginning. I remember when, when like in the beginning of Instagram, or like when people started really getting large amount of numbers. Like man, I yeah. gotta get a. Uh, I think it was like I gotta get a hundred likes in, in like the first hour or something. Like yeah. at first yeah. it was like that. Now it was like bro, I just tell people just post and just yeah. work. Because they, I mean they they constantly changing the algorithm. But that's why I'm saying a person like you, a person like me, who's doing it every day, we're 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 able to see when it changes. Like damn, they're doing something different right now. You know what I mean? Like you know, like I said. We used to have to use blogs. Now we don't have to use blogs because the algorithm on Instagram will allow you to reach that audience on your own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now we're getting that for free. Um, but yeah, you just got to pay attention. But the algorithms are crazy. YouTube shorts algorithm. And I, we we had stuff we posted on there. You got 100 million views. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like this. it's, it's the same content that's on Instagram <laughs> with a thousand likes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like you just can't control these algorithms, but you just got to be consistent. Yep. You know what I mean? You just got to put the content, never never just post on, never, oh, I'm going to focus on TikTok. Hell no. Put that shit everywhere. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. You put it on shorts, you put it on Facebook Reels. My biggest platform is Facebook Reels. Bro. I got, I got a quarter, like, on Instagram, I have 67,000 followers. I have a quarter million followers on Facebook. That's how I, I go. Could, I, I never use Facebook, but I was smart enough to post my content on Facebook. You know what I mean? Even though I don't use it. Yeah. And that's my biggest following. Yeah. I wouldn't have called that. I wouldn't have knew that. But I was smart enough just to know, hey, put it everywhere. Mm, you know what I mean? Because you, you just don't know how these algorithms are going to work. That's true. Yo, it's funny. Um, uh, I was watching an interview where you said basically um, something along the line, like how artists look at the collaboration, mm-hmm. right? They be like, yeah. man. Like basically selfish with it. Like this is this, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is mine, and he's like, bro, well, I'm a creative too. Like this is ours, right? right? It's like, exactly. It's like so many people, artists, because I deal with this too. It's like when you do something good, it's like they want to take the glory for it. Be like, bro, come on, man. Like, yeah. is it hard when working behind the scenes and and putting have a, a fingerprint on the work, but not really getting the, the real recognition and credit? Honestly, for me, 
no, because I'm a behind the scenes type of person. But I think for the average person, it, it would eat them alive. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you don't get the credit. Like people, until I started making content, nobody knew who I was. Mm. I was doing the same thing. I, I was platinum, platinum, platinum. I was doing the same thing I'm doing now, but I was I was not making content. I was just a regular person. Nobody knew who I was. The industry knew, like the people who are actually in the music business, they knew who I was, but the world had no idea. And I remember making it a point, you know, to my team, I said, okay, what I want to change is I want the general public to know who I am. I want them to know what I do. Um, not not for the purpose of I, I wanted to stand next to the artist. Like I wanted, I want you to look at me the way you look right away. It wasn't for that. It was because I knew they wouldn't take my advice if they didn't respect me, mm -hmm. if they didn't trust me. And so it's like the only way for people, for me to educate them is they have to know who I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're not going to take advice from some strange dude they never met. Like I have to prove myself as an educator. And so that's why I started making content because I wanted to be able to educate people and I knew they wouldn't take me serious if they didn't trust me. They didn't know who I was. Um, but it it would eat the normal person alive. But for me, I don't mind being a behind the scenes. I, when I started in music, I purposely said I never want to be famous for making music. Like that's not what I want because I see how they treat us. Like think about like a, a Diddy or a Birdman. They're constantly getting ran down. Hey, Simon, hey, do this. I don't want that life. I don't want you running up to me asking me to play your music. You know what I mean? Like for me, that I just don't want that. Um, and I get it more now because I started making content. But I never wanted to be famous for this. Like I don't, I don't have anything against fame. I just don't. I work with actors too, and the way that they get treated is totally different from how artists get treated. Actors are 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 viewed with reverence. They're they're very much like when you when you see a famous actor. You don't treat them the way you when you see a famous artist. And I, I know this from being behind the scenes. I, I watch how people treat my actors, and I watch how they treat my artists. And I'm like, man, I, I'd rather be them. Mm. You know what I mean? The, even, even their events, their conferences, every everything they do is structured. It's, it's, this is a much better lifestyle um, to me. And so I, I always knew, like, I, the music fame was nothing I wanted. No, it's crazy, because even, like, reading the book, it was it was hard for me only because... It was like I was talking to myself. <laughs> it was like, yeah. so, and I'm just thinking, as, as crazy as this question may it may sound, bear yeah. with me. I'm thinking like, okay, who do you think this book is for? Because I'm reading it like, man, like that's good. I mean, of course, of course, of course. All right, so, so I wrote it and I, and I try to be very intentional that it wasn't just for music artists. Mm. You know what I mean? It was for artists and creatives. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I got that for sure. That's what I that's what I was going for. I didn't want to write it just for artists. I wanted it to be for creative spirit. So my, myself, I'm a creative. You know what I mean? I'm an executive, so I'm behind the scene. And that's what you were getting at earlier. When I work with artists, I help make the music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I help I, I help um, pick the video treatments. I make the video treatments. That we, you know what I mean? So I, I'm involved in every part of the creation of their art. But then they want to get up there and say, this is my art. No, this is our Ours. art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is our art. So, so, but, but I said to say, I'm, I'm a creative. And so I'm right into all the creatives, not just the artist period. You know what I mean? This, if you want to be a creative and turn it into a business, then this book is for you. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the, in my intention behind writing it. Mm. Is it for all creatives though? Or is it for like, uh, yeah. in the media? Is it for, like nah, all creatives. Like, so I went to, um, when I was writing a book, I went to an author's conference. You know what I mean? This is I'm a first-time author, so I wanted to learn. And that's the other thing. Like, you have to educate yourself. I know that. So that's why I went to author conferences. I want to learn, okay, what does the author do? How does the author do this? You know, how does the author put? So I want to learn. But anyway, 
while I was in there and I was explaining to them the premise of the book, they were like, I need this book. Mm. I need this book. So it's like, it's, it's any creative. You could be an author, an actor, um, obviously a musician, um, a painter, because we were talking about telling the truth, being authentic, being vulnerable. We're talking about putting yourself out there as an author. You have to put yourself out. You have to build a brand in today's world for people to take you serious. Mm. You know what I mean? And so the book is for everybody that's creative. Speaking of, um, and I'm going to tie this back into the book, you helping the artist so much, so hands-on in, yeah. in the creative process, and I'm still getting up there and be like, man, this is mine. It's like, no, this is ours. Yeah. Something that you said in a book that another thing, I not another thing, it's only like two things. The other thing that I didn't really agree with was okay. not taking it personal. All right, let me tell you why. So so first of all, in a book, I, I explain never take it personal even if it is personal. Yep. Mm -hmm. You don't take it personal. Great advice. Yeah. Guys, and you'll hear why I said it, but great advice. But because because of your reaction, if you take it personal, you're going to react in the wrong way. Mm. You're going to say the wrong thing or you're going to do the wrong thing and you never know who's watching. So it may be between me and you, me, me and Jay. I do something, you take it personal, it was personal. But Jay's reaction isn't just going to affect me. It's going to affect everybody in the room. And so now the cameraman is going to be like, nah, that nigga Jay, he a little, you know what I mean? This I see. They're going to be going running around telling you, oh, yeah, I know Jay. He be wild and he do this. Yep. So so yep. your actions is not only going to affect the person you're aiming at, everybody in the room is now going to have a story to tell about you. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And that's going to, trust me, if you're the most famous person in the room, they're going to tell that story for the rest of their life. Forever. You know what I mean? And so now that's constantly getting spread about you because you took it personal. You know what I mean? Even if it was. You know what, man? It's just personal, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to keep it moving. I'm not going to react. because. And now when people talk about it, it's like, hey, man, that man, Jay, he's serious. Mm. You know what I mean? He about his business. Like, it's going to be a whole different mood now when they mention your name. This is true. Yeah. I only say, only reason I say I disagree is mm -hmm. because, like, what you're saying is true. Yeah. I don't think, and I don't have my phone, guys, so bear with me. I got my notes written down, guys. Yeah. But um, I don't think... Taking it personal mm -hmm. is a direct correlation of how you react to something because you take it personal. Okay. I don't think those two are synonymous. And I yeah. say that because I, I I suggest that you do take it personal. You want right? to use that as fuel. Ex Come on, man. Yeah, you Ex you know exactly fuel. what I'm going. Yeah. But just because you take it personal does not mean that you have to react, react. in a in a way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm with you there. Like, take it personal internally. Not externally. For sure, 100%. I, I get that. I 100%. mean, my, my no's are the reason I'm here today. You know what I mean? Like, mm. when people told me no, that's what forced me into yeah. being an entrepreneur in the music industry versus just being an executive. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Because in the beginning, I started learning about the business. And I, okay. But I only started learning about the business because they wouldn't give me the opportunity. Come on. They t I had my first artist. We were blowing up. We were the biggest artists on MySpace after Soldier Boy. So it was Soldier Boy, which Kylie Park came and got him, and then it was us. It was an artist named The Joker. So all the labels came to us. But the difference was Kylie Park was independent. Mm. He was a production company. So he he grabbed Soldier Boy and took him to Interscope. We didn't have no intermediate. Damn. So all all it was was this this country artist and this country nineteen year old. <laughs> and so it's like. I'm not signing them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have, you know what I mean? And we would have had a middleman to be a, somebody who they respected. We would have got a deal. But because it was just us, nobody wanted to give us a deal because we didn't. Look at me. I'm 19. They don't, I don't know what I'm doing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I, they, they was looking like, how did he get this artist this big? You know what I mean? mm -hmm. But but so they wouldn't give me the opportunity. I was just too country, too raw, too too young. You know what I mean? Too stupid. You know, all of, the, all of these things, right? all of the above. But because of that, I was forced into a situation where I had to figure out 
Well, how do we make money off of this? I had already built the hype. We were already huge, but we wasn't making no money because I thought that you had to be signed to a label to sell your music. I was unaware that you could do it independently. And so I actually ended up finding TuneCore. And so when I found TuneCore, I was and uh, God, I didn't even notice to Gazi who owns Empire told me because Gazi worked in, in distribution before he started Empire. Um, I was the first person to put a mixtape on iTunes. Mm. Prior to me, there was no hip hop on iTunes that was independent. And so I didn't know that. But at the time, I was like, man, I had to find a way to make money off this music. We huge. So I put it on iTunes through TuneCore. And I remember, bro, I checked my TuneCore account like a week later. It's like 2,500 in there. Mm. I said, ooh, I said, what is this? I said, okay, cool, 2,500. I come back the next month, bro. It's 30 bands in there. The first month. Wait, wait. How many streams? That's got to be a that's, lot It of wasn't streams. streams. This, is, this is when we were strictly selling music. Okay. It was iTunes. First month. Month one of us being on iTunes. 30 bands. Mind you, I wasn't even promoting that we were on iTunes. Mm. I just put it up. You know what I mean? The first month. 30, now, I just told you I was I, uh, under 21. I might have had just turned 21 by this time. Because we started when I was 19. So by this time, I might have turned 21. I was 21 years old. Mississippi ain't had no money. Ain't had nothing. Apartment didn't have no furniture. 30 bands. Do you know what that looked like to you? <laughs> 30. It looked like had, over 100. It looked like I, over 100. I had never <laughs> had 30 bands to my name in my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 30 bands month one. But it didn't stop there. Month two, 30 bands. Mm -hmm. Month three, 30 bands. By the, by the time it was, by the time, well, first, it never ended. I, we still getting money from that to this day. But by the time, like, I kind of picked my head up, I was rich in my mind. Mm. I'm sitting six figures, you know, in my account. And, and it's so it was so crazy because right at that time, Joker went to jail. Mm. And so it was like, we couldn't we couldn't grow it mm. because he was gone. He, you know, he had, this, I, don't, I don't know, he did like a year and a half, two years. Um, but by the time he got out, I had signed K-Camp. But so I didn't we never got to capitalize on that, but end up capitalizing with K Camp. Yeah. And that's another thing you talk about in about how uh like just the the, the gap uh between like K Camp chilling, right? Yeah. If you okay, because yeah. I I talked to K Camp about this, it's funny. Yeah. About like K Camp chilling for the public eye, right? He still yeah. is working, he's still well, working. If, if you wasn't paying attention, you would have thought that was the exactly. case. Yep. But he yeah. was working the whole time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But like to the public eye, you would think he's right. he's not he doing nothing. And then, like you said, that's the power of content. Yeah. Some random chick just did a, do dance. a dance on TikTok. Yeah. And he's like one of the, I think he 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 was like one of the first people. Well, he, he was the biggest trend ever at yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, the biggest trend Like ever. they had a whole situation where they was, like he was trying to get like a, a deal with them. Like it was a whole situation. Yeah. That was a big deal. It was, it was huge, man. But the point I was making is that the energy you put out will eventually come back to you. And so if you consistently put energy out, at some point it's going to pay off. You may not be responsible for it. And that's how it works. Like, you know, God works in mysterious ways. You know how they say that? Yeah, facts. Bro, you don't know where it's going to come from, but it won't come from anywhere if you're not putting energy out. I wanted to ask you this about that specific yeah. point that you made. In this world full of like IG and not mm. Instagram, but instant gratification, right? Yeah. In, in this world, people are full of like just want instant gratification. Is it a time stamp on how long you should wait because you could it's like man do you give yourself a date like man if it don't work by this time or do you continue to chase this dream, dream yeah, when it seems like it i mean working? people have to understand that 
anything that you want to become a professional in, it takes at least 10 years. Okay. You know what I mean? It, I gave it 12. Yeah. It, well, well, you keep going. So <laughs> I, did, I so this is something Not that me, I, per, I'm just curious. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. This is something that I also didn't realize until I looked back on it. I started when I was 19 years old. I didn't get my first major success until I was 28. Mm. I was 28 years old when K-Camp blew up. Mm. Like, all the way blew up. Like, I signed on when I was younger than that, but it took some time to blow up, right? I was tw So it took me nine years of being in the industry to get my first major success. You know what I mean? Like, anything, like, if you're talking about the NBA, NFL, they start training when they're seven, eight years old. They don't become professional until they're 19, 20. Yep. That's 10 years. A doctor, a doctor takes 10 years of school before he becomes a doctor. Like every everything you want to do that's going to be professional, you're going to need at least 10 years in it before you get to that point where you're like certified, you're good to go. So I I don't I don't think anybody should ever stop. I think the two main reasons people quit is because they number one, they're not planning. The main reason number one, they're not planning. And so they have this goal. But they don't. But they're not paying attention to the mark, the milestones along the way. Mm. My goal is to have five million monthly listeners, but I only have twenty thousand, so I quit. But the problem is, if you would have had a plan to get you to that twenty thousand, you would have now had metrics. So it's like, man, I executed my plan and I got to twenty thousand. Now I know what it takes to get to twenty thousand. Okay, how can I how can I five x that to get to a hundred thousand? Okay, boom, I executed the plan. I only made it to eighty thousand. But I made it a lot of steps further. So now when I have these metrics in place, I can see the, I can see the success. I can build confidence. In order to win in this world, the number one thing you need is confidence. Mm, if you if fun. you don't believe in a dream, if you're not confident that you can do it, you're never going to make it. And what those milestones and those metrics give you is confidence. Like if I go from twenty to eighty thousand, I'm like, oh, I can do this. You know what I mean? But if I never, if I never had a plan and and never went through my plan and saw the metrics of, okay, I went A to Z and got here, I never would have knew like what it took to get there. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have any confidence. I'm like, man, I did everything I could. I only made it twenty thousand followers. I'm, a, I mean, twenty thousand monthly listeners. I'm a failure. But if you would have had a plan and made it twenty thousand monthly listeners, you was like, oh, that's what it take to get there. It's, Let me go to the next step. It's funny because outside of the, you said it, because yeah. I wouldn't say message. I was just telling my daughter that. I said, is the the plan per se yeah. the the preparation? Yeah, preparation builds confidence. It's funny because mm, we yeah. just had a goal of like eighty five videos a month, right? Okay, and to me, like to everybody else, like that's crazy. To me, it was easy yeah, because three we had videos, three posts a day. We had a plan, yeah, and like we literally already had a plan in place. We talked yeah. about. it. I looked at it. I like, all right, but we're going to do eighty five a month, right? Because it was already there, right? So it's, right. so that built that because I was. I was prepared to do it. I was already doing it. It was yeah. I, I was confident that I could do 85 a month. And I was telling yeah. my daughter, well, anything you do, if you prepare, right? Yeah. It won't be she does dance. It won't be a uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm make I'm gonna make cuts today. Well, I hope so. It wouldn't be a yeah. hope so. I'm like, yeah, I know. Cause you prepared for the, you prepared the moment. For it. Yeah. Well, I mean, even with your with your plan at 85 a month, right? You execute that plan and you see where it gets you. And so now once you see where it gets you, the, the reason a plan is so important, because you're never gonna flawlessly execute a plan. They're gonna be, you know. Uh, speed bumps along the way. This go wrong, that go wrong. This will go right, that go right. So the the reason that the plan is so important is because once you have executed, you can then look and see where did it get me. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you're gonna create a new plan. Your first plan or any plan is never gonna take you to the promised land. Mm. It's it's I, I made a plan, I executed the plan. Okay, it got me here. Now I know. Okay, let me put together another plan to take it the next steps further. You know what I mean? And so that's 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 why plans are important. People. People have to understand that the main point 
of a plan is to create is to create that metric of that how far I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because once you can every everything in life, bro, everything in life is just a matter of what's the word I want to say. Everything in life is just a matter of steps and trial and error, mm. right? So this plan is my steps to get from A to Z. Once I get to A to Z, I know what it takes. I, I don't know how to put it other than that because I feel like I'm saying the same thing over, but that's why that's why I plan. Mm. I put together plans just to see how far I can get with this plan so I can know what the next plan is, mm. what the next steps are. How do you, like, so for example, for the listeners, right, um, how are you measuring how do you measure the analytics if you don't know how? I guess exactly. right because that's yeah. it is the analytics is a big deal. Yeah. How do you measure that well, if you don't know? You hire somebody like no, no. I mean, it, in music, it's it's a little simpler, right? In music, is simply I put out the content, I watch the analytics on the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if I put out the content and it moves the streaming platforms, um, so let's say I, I put out a piece of content, you know, it gets a hundred thousand views. And, you know, streaming platforms analytics are a couple days behind. Two days later, when I look at the analytics and the song went from 150 uh, streams a day to 1,000 streams a day, I know that that piece of content I put out a couple of days ago worked. Mm. So what that means to me is now I had to promote that piece of content. Mm. I had to put the money behind that piece of content and spread that content. So music business is pretty simple. I'm watching the analytics. Anytime I see the streams go up, I go to find out what piece of content did it. Because sometimes it might not be my content. It might be something somebody else did. Mm. User-generated content. So music is pretty simple. It's just did the content move the streams? So I'm watching the I'm watching the streams. If I see the streams do a significant jump, I go find that content. You know that. So that's it's really that simple. Then from there, it's like, what do you do next? Mm. You know what I mean? That's that's basically digital marketing, right? Whatever comes next is is all digital marketing. But um, I, I don't think I don't think you need to hire anybody to read your analytics. You mm. can pretty much see okay the the streams jumped. Yo, I hear this um. Uh, this title music music exec get thrown away. Just yeah, just pivoting for a second. I I hear that word get thrown around a lot. Right. right. What does that actually mean? Because I really don't know. Just curious. Right. I mean, a music executive. I believe the the title initially was for somebody who works at a label. Mm. You know what I mean. So an executive is is just somebody who oversees some some part of the process. Of the business, right? Because you know, executive isn't a word exclusive to music. Mm. Um, executive is just a person who oversees a part of the business, and so a music executive oversees some sort of part of you know the business at the label. So I could be a product manager at a label, and I'm a music executive. You know what I mean? Um, product manager is basically just the the person who manages the artist at the label. So the artist might have a personal manager and then they have their manager at the label. They're called a product manager. So anybody that that oversees a part of the business at the label could say that they are a music executive. Um, now, if you're independent and own your own thing, you could say you're a music executive, but most people will say I'm a label owner, I'm a manager um, versus using music executive. But I, I don't think titles you know, are as important as they once were. Because now everybody has a title. You know what I mean? You go on Instagram. Instagram prompts you to put a title in. It's like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, I'm a, you know what I mean? So everybody has a title now. Plan, not devil's advocate, but just being fair and understanding our mm-hmm. growth, right? Yeah. It's still another layer or level of people who aren't there yet like we once were. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's easy. Like hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? It's yeah. easy for us to say labels don't matter when it's some guys, young women and men out there who don't have nothing going on. They just trying to get in the same room, right? Yeah. 
for those people, I'm just curious. Right. We always say, don't take it personal as business, which I understand. Right. Yeah. But we, those guys, because I was one of them before yeah. I started getting in the room to start talking to people, I didn't understand the business side of it. Mm-hmm. Right. I was, I would say things like, man, a bunch of gatekeepers, man. They don't want us yeah. to win. How do they separate? And you can even help me. How do we separate the business mm-hmm. part of it from like trying to get an opportunity? Because like if, if somebody had a million streams and they lit, you're going to take the, you going to take the call mm-hmm. as long as it makes sense. I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But if you don't got no motion, I ain't taking the call. And for that person that, that, that feel like he has, the feel like he got the keys to success and he can make it. It's yeah. like man, they don't, man, they hating that. that they gate, gate, gate right. Keepers. I mean, people say that labels don't matter because now you can take the opportunity into your own hands. Mm. You know what I mean? The reasons that labels were so prominent, you know, 10, 15 years ago, is because they controlled media, and media is the only way to get in front of the masses. You know what I mean? If I make a song, how do I get everybody to hear it? I have to go through media. At that point, we were talking about 106 in Park and, you know, the radio stations, right? That's that uh, Target, the 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 thing at the, the little, you know, the little the box kiosk. at Target, yep. the kiosk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yo, they controlled that. You know what I mean? Literally, like 106 in Park, that was just paid. Like, okay, 20000 for slot number nine. You know what I mean? So they, they controlled that media, right? Well, now we are living in a social media era. Labels have zero control over what you see on social media. Mm. You know what I mean? Actually, the more control would be the actual social media platforms. They have more control than the labels do. Um, but Labels lucky, got the money, though. Yeah, but the thing about it, the I, a minute ago I told you about three pieces of content from Manny that did a million plus views. Those content cost nothing. Mm. Literally, he shot it for free. You know what I mean? Um, we didn't spend any money on it for it to hit a million views. That was organic. Mm. We spent money on it after it slowed down. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So... Why why would I need to chase a label when I can post something that went and shot on my roof and they get a million views? Now a million people heard my songs, my streams go up. If you look at Manny's streams right now in this very moment, it looks like a rocket ship. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just straight up. And so with that being said, who what label do I need in this moment? Mm. Now the thing is, when you do get to the point where you need that further exposure, you can either A, figure it out and hire your own people, or you can go to them now with leverage. Because as before, when you didn't have no motion and they did let you in the room and they did say, oh, they're really tight, I want to sign you, you have to accept whatever deal they offer you. But if I come in a room and my streams look like this, now we can talk a different conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I have leverage. I built something. Me and LaRussell's conversation was different because he had built something. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so it's not that labels don't matter. It's just that you don't need them mm-hmm. the way that you did. I needed a label in 1990 because that was the only way I was going to get on 106 and Park in, in TRL. You know what I mean? I'm not getting on TRL as an independent artist in 1990. But in today, you know, TRL is YouTube. I can put my own video on YouTube. I don't need you for that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that's why people say labels don't matter. Mm. Yo, so I think you, you, you um, we got to wrap up soon, but I... Something that you said that was so dope. I say it all the time, like basically, like if you want to become something, then like you have to be it. You first have to be it. Yeah, the you... word the word become is be. If you be it, you'll become it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so even when people tell me they want to be an A and R, I'm like, go be an A and R. I wish my guy was here, man. He he, yeah. he uh, seven shout out to seven. He always said he want to be an A and R. I told him the yeah. same thing. I said, bro, you just got to do it, right? Yeah, you got to do it. Anybody want to start a podcast? Anybody? And it might sound cliche, but like if you want a TV show, you yeah. literally can create a TV show with your iPhone. It's no right. excuses, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's no excuses. I'm it's- glad you said that because this can be a great marker for me. I'm I'm creating a TV show right now mm-hmm. for for YouTube, and you know I'm talking to my producers, 
And they were just, they were talking about the TV shows that they're working on now. And one of the reasons they want to do the TV show with me is because we don't need anybody's permission. Mm. Like the things that they have to go through to get things done on, on their platform, they'll never have to go through that with me. I don't need anybody's permission to shoot my content and put it on YouTube. And so hopefully uh, we can take this clip 12 months from now when I have no, 100,000 subscribers on my TV show. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, you don't need permission. You want to be an A&R, be an A&R. All the A&R does is find talent. Why do you need somebody's permission to go find talent? You don't. <laughs> go find it on yourself. On your exactly. Own, you know what I'm saying? And pitch it to people. Send them DMs, whatever. Exactly. But no, nah, man, I appreciate you. Uh, this is great. We could do easily another like two hours honestly <laughs> i swear because i'm yeah. like i'm into this for sure. um i appreciate you for pulling up uh 10 artist commandments any uh missed opportunities that you wanted to push that we didn't hit on no i mean i just want people to get the book um i basically wrote the book because times were changing so much like you know two years ago we were dependent on playlists year after that we were dependent on tiktok and this year you know honestly we're just depending on short form content period posting across tiktok ig facebook Everywhere, not just because TikTok algorithm has pretty much slowed down. So it's like it just keeps changing. Mm. And I and I wanted people to understand no matter what era you're in, no matter what's going on on social media, follow these principles and you can be successful. Mm. Because if, it, if you write a book today on how to be successful in media, it's not going to matter in 12 months because it's going to be totally different. Mm. So I wanted to give them the principles that no matter what happens next, you follow these principles and you can be successful. Something yeah. like a blueprint, something that's concrete. Yeah, something that's concrete. And that's for that's for any creative. That has nothing to do with just music. Like any creative that's looking to, number one, sell their work. They're, they want to make it a business. This book is for you. You mm. go read this book. You get the 10 principles on how to create success in business. And I ain't just saying it, man. I stopped on chapter seven. I'm almost done. I think it's like, what, 10, maybe yeah, 11? Yeah, 10, so it's three more chapters left. Yeah. Okay. So it's not 11. Well, because the, the, uh, it's a chapter before it's the introduction. first introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. come on, man. If I, if, I, if I could do it, man, you guys can do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Uh, JR McKee, man, I appreciate you again. Yeah. Uh, for the people that don't know, tell them how to follow you and everything. Right. Well, first of all, you can get the book on Amazon. It is the number one selling book in the music business right now. So I'm very proud of that very happy and obviously for me that just means that people are attracting to the message mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i'm very happy about that you can get the book on amazon um you can follow me on instagram at jr mckee mckee dot co jr mckee dot co um yeah follow me man keep up with everything i have going on my page is full of information of how to help independent artists musicians entrepreneurs so yeah definitely follow me man if you're interested in learning the business i'm the guy to follow and, man, before we get out of here, man, I just want to uh, leave some a small nugget, man. Don't let these paperbacks um, discourage you, bro. Like, I uh, I got into reading. I got yeah. into listening uh, a couple years back. And, like, you know, it's so easy for people to say what you should do, what you shouldn't do. But it, as long as you get the information and knowledge. Yeah. I, I I bought the uh, audio book. You feel yeah. me? So if that's what you got to do, if you if you don't, if, if reading not for you, it wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got the audio book. It's the same information. Um, Don't let the paper the paperback. Yeah. Discourage you, I got, fellas. I got a genuine question because I, I I definitely worked very hard on that audio book and, and I got it scored. How did you feel about the scoring, the music in it? Like, how did you feel about hearing the audio book from that perspective? The music in it made it um more like a like an easy listen, honestly. Okay, to keep good. it hundred. Like it was yeah. like it was like refreshing. I don't know. Like once I heard it, it was like oh, it, it didn't yeah. feel like a lecture because yeah. like because. It, again, it's Ten Commandments, so it's it's almost like a like teaching. Right. So it can get like boring at times. Yeah. But when I heard the music, it, it almost refreshed me. Refreshed. It, it's yeah. weird. It's like it's yeah. like I heard the music. I, it was like 
Yeah, <laughs> bro, I love it. Like I, I um, so my my best friend, um, Big Fruit, he was my business partner in Family Ties Entertainment. That's where the Joker was signed, KK was signed. So like Money Baby, he produced it. Um, mm-hmm. he's produced for everybody. Um, but he scored the book for me, man. And when I first heard, I was just amazed. Yeah. I was like, bro, you just you turned my book into a movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I can't express the feeling enough because, like, really, I really mean the fact that you asked me that question because yeah. I was thinking about it. Yeah. It really was like, like a, a breath of fresh air. Like, because right. yeah. okay, like you listen, it. it's like, okay, okay, okay. But then you hear the music, it's like, yeah. And it reset I love me. That, yeah. Man. So now nah, it was that. dope. It was dope. And, and that's why I tell people, bro, because like it's so people always look down on what you're doing, but it's, yeah. bro, man, look, as long as you're getting the knowledge, that's all that matter, bro. Yeah. That's all that matters. I appreciate you, Jay. Nah, no problem. I yeah. appreciate you, brother. Uh Jay Hill Podcast. Jay Hill. It's a wrap. That's all we got, man. We out. <laughs> How long was that, bro? Uh 47 minutes. Okay, oh, yes, yeah. sir. Damn, man. We could have, I'm trying to tell you, we could have did like three hours. I ain't gonna lie to you. Bro. Sure, what time is your At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.